another episode of With the Chiefs. Wait, 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 wait. Man, I need more rest. I hope you got. I've got your last name right there. It's a very good pronunciation. You should know better than that now, Donald. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, welcome, welcome back to another episode of With the Chiefs. Uh, today we have with us Paddy Stowe. Um, Paddy is an incredibly talented runner and coach based in Albury. Um, just to go through some of Paddy's personal bests, I hope I actually get these right, but um, you can correct me <laughs> if they're wrong, Paddy. So in the 5k, sure. we've got 14, 1435, 10k. 29.51, half marathon, 66.51. Um, and then obviously, Paddy also recently complete, uh, competed in six-foot track marathon, placing third. Um, so we're going to talk about that today as well. So welcome to the show, Paddy. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, you got most of the PBs right. The 5K is a little bit quicker now. Um, and oh, the yeah? half marathon's a smidge quicker, but... Um, what is, we can what touch on them later on. <laughs> All right. Uh, 5K, I ran of uh, 14.28. Um, oh, yeah. That was, yeah, just prior to Christmas. Oh, um, and the half marathon, 66.34 uh, um, at the beginning of last year. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, go on, Don. Had a good marathon as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I did, um, I did the Gold Coast Marathon last year and ran um, 2.20.20. Nice even numbers there. Oh, beautiful. Um, 20s. Yeah. It Is would that... have been nice to break 220, but um, <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's always very, it's kind of, it's so close to, you know, feels like a different thing, sub 220, but you're right. It's literally tw- a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's, um, but yeah, we, we, we'll probably touch on that at some, at some point, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We normally just do a bit of a, recap of the of our training weeks and then we'll sort of get into other topics so what what do you what have you been doing in terms of training over the past week um over the past week not a whole lot um given that six foot was well, saturday a week ago i haven't ran um this week um so i've been to the gym a few times i've been on the bike um nothing crazy i'll go back to my first run uh tomorrow um, so <laughs> nothing really exciting there, but yeah, in, especially in, in comparison to the weeks leading up to six foot, um, cause I was doing quite, um, different training to what I normally would do. Um, but the week just gone has been very, very, um, uninteresting and boring. Uh, are you, do you find the, the break a good re- mental reset or literally just boring? Um, the first few days, I definitely needed the reset a hundred percent. Um, I was pretty cooked after six foot. Um, but yeah, the back end of the week, I was like, once the body had recovered, I was really ready to run again. Um, and it was more just, uh, biding my time and making sure that I respected the effort that I'd, um, that I'd done on that Saturday. Um, so I probably could have ran, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, and definitely over the weekend, but, um, I'll hold out until tomorrow morning, bright and early, get out and I'll be chewing at the bit again to get back into some sort of training. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Um, is yeah. the getting on the bike after a race, is that what you normally do? Um, I can't really say what I'd normally do. Cause 
six foot being the longest race that I had done, um, yeah. obviously, and, and given how uh, strenuous it is on the body, um, it's probably something I respected a little bit more. After Gold Coast Marathon, I had, I think it was four days completely off. Um, and then my partner and I, we were up, uh, we went up to Noosa for a week after the marathon. So, um, yeah, I didn't do much running, drank a lot of beers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think give or take the week is probably something that I would, um, well, it's what I'd give to my athletes. Absolutely. At least. Um, and then I would start off with another week just of easy running. Um, but yeah, the bike, the first two sessions on the bike are okay, but it's boring as batshit just sitting there in the gym. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't really belong in the gym. Um, compared to some of the big fellas that are getting around. So sitting on the bike in your own pool of sweat is pretty disgusting, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Did you, um, did you do anything else in the gym or? As in this week, did I do anything else in the gym? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit of lifting, nothing crazy, uh, predominantly upper body. Um, as you would have seen at, at six foot Dom, I'm not the biggest unit getting around. Um, so getting on the bench press or in the squat rack isn't necessarily my strength. Uh, but yeah, I did a little bit of lifting, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, not trying to be a hero and, you know, two or three sessions in one week is not going to change, um, my physiology and the way I look. So yeah, it was more just based on getting in there, getting some K's in on the bike and then, um, yeah, flex a little bit of muscle, but nothing crazy. <laughs> I'd love to see you, uh, lifting a couple of bicep curls. Yeah. A couple of two and a halves in each hand. Just <laughs> It's like those ladies back in like the seventies when they're wearing the high vis fluoro get up and they're just pumping. That I've already <laughs> said, I've already claimed that that's going to be when I retire from running. That's going to be my sport, just going around the bay, walking with those. Uh, probably not two and a half kilo, might be too heavy, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably in Sydney you can get away with it, but not down here in Albury. I think uh, it wouldn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Dom, what about what? What have you been up to the last week? Yeah, um, it's been kind of tough. Like usually, I'd probably do something similar to Paddy and take like a whole week off at least. But I've got this race um, this weekend, which is probably I don't know a bit dumb, but uh, it's like a six hour around the track. So, oh, oh that. really? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one, Dom. Yeah. Six hours. Yeah, six hours. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so I had that in the back of my mind and I was like, I've probably got to do a little bit of running and kind of keep the training going somewhat because um, otherwise I'd end up having like too much taper almost. It would be this week off, next week off. Um, I don't know. I probably could have done it that way, but, yeah, I decided just to get running a little bit. So on Monday I got out for a run and just felt absolutely trashed. Um, I think I only did like five or six Ks. Um, then I ran a couple more times during the week um, and did the 440, which is like a hilly kind of loop. Um, this Saturday that's just gone by, uh, that was probably like the hardest thing I did all week. And then a bit on the bike, got a massage as well, which was good. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling all right. I feel like I got away with it. I don't have any niggles or um, anything really kind of, it's still sore um so yeah hopefully this week i can kind of do another little taper and maybe get one kind of preparation session in um and then be good to go for for next saturday well, that's 
big stuff, mate. Bloody. <laughs> yeah, well, I have a question. <laughs> do you have to run 45 minutes as your second uh, after you do the six-hour run? <laughs> do you have to run another time for yeah. as a part of the 75-hour challenge? Yeah, no, I've kind of like... I'd, I'd, like on six foot, I didn't do another session. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I think I'll probably apply the same same principle. Um, my my theory was that, you know, I stopped for, for water breaks during six foot. So it can count as two sessions and I'm sure I'm going to stop <laughs> for a water break. Yeah, so that's two sessions. But I'm, I'm sure um, when you get, when it's submitted to for approval, they're not going to, uh, they're not going to crucify you for not doing a second 45 minute session. After yeah soundtrack race yeah most people have um all the guys who were, who were doing it the challenge with they've all dropped off now anyways so oh and um, one one of the last men standing yeah okay I've, I've got a question for you um dom when you said on the monday you felt like trash was that general fatigue or was it your body as in like muscularly you just felt rubbish or what was it a mixture of both i'm li- likely it probably was yeah, um, mainly it was just muscular though. Um, yeah, okay. Just my quads were absolutely cooked. Um, I think that, yeah, six foot the track is just so brutal. Like, I, yeah, I haven't done too many races as hard as that before. Um, but, yeah, fatigue-wise, like, I didn't feel too bad. Um, I think that, yeah, like, even at work and stuff in the past, after a marathon, I felt really foggy and, like, you can't really concentrate. You're just not that productive. But, um I felt like yeah, I was still not too bad this week, which was good. Yeah, nice. That's a that's a really good outcome then. Mm. Yeah, I feel like yeah, we've, we've gotten away with it, which is um yeah, pretty stoked with that. Um, but what about you, Smitty? Me, jeez. Uh so I did. I had a bit of a maybe call it a lazy week, but um, it started from last Saturday where I did sixty minutes, and then had a wedding. Uh, had a wedding on the Saturday, which kind of big Italian wedding. So it cancelled out Sunday. Um, didn't <laughs> didn't run on Sunday. You could probably probably imagine why. Um, but it was <laughs> <laughs> it was good fun. Um, then I didn't actually run. I didn't actually run Monday, Monday or Tuesday. To be honest, I just felt like just felt like I wasn't in the groove. Um, by Wednesday. I ran just 60 minutes easy slash steady. I think it did a bit of a bit of a tempo effort for a short period of time. Um Friday didn't run Thursday. Friday I ran easy just around the bay with with a couple of friends, um, which was nice. And then Saturday I did Rhodes Park Run. Sort of I was at that stage where I was like, okay, let's see where the fitness is. It's funny, you take like a few days off or or even like maybe a week and a half of not so great training or something like that. And you just assume your fitness is gone. Well, that's for me at least. <laughs> um but um uh yeah, it was good. I mean, I ran 16, I ran 16:40 there. I felt pretty I felt pretty motivated to run. Um and gave it a good nudge. And then sort of after that, I did a 10 minute tempo. I was there with Tobias as well. Tempo went pretty well. Um, and then I ran just 70 easy today. So not really, not, nothing crazy. Um, yeah. So probably just try and get back into it and yeah, build, nice. build some momentum realistically. Mm-hmm. So it was, what are you, what are you training for? Smitty? Um, 
I am training for, I think, Gold Coast half is going to be sort of the the main one and then potentially yep. Berlin, but I keep flip-flopping on that idea. Um, Mate, what do you mean? Come to Berlin. I'm doing Berlin <laughs> yeah. too. That's going to be elite. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be silly not to, hey. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> You'd be a goose. Yeah. <laughs> um. I just need to get in the groove again. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, just um, momentum for me at the moment just goes up and down. I, w- I wouldn't say I'm like too concerned, but you definitely do need to like get into that rhythm of training. If you want to prepare properly for a race, um, especially when you're brushing up against uh, like previous times, which are relatively quick. Um, compared to what you've done in the past, you still got it. Like to main that sort of, to maintain that level of fitness, you, you you need consistency. You can't be going to weddings and then not running for like doing forty k <laughs> weeks. You've probably got to string yeah. some stuff together. But um, yeah, I'll probably probably just focus on getting to Gold Coast, build up the case a bit. Um, yeah, but not to yeah. I don't know. We'll see how we go, but. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my week. I went, I know I can, Dom knows how these go. If I'm not careful, I just <laughs> keep talking and talking for another 25 minutes. But, um, I haven't, uh, I haven't done too many of those, um, when you do a park run and then do a session afterwards, but yeah, how do you feel going from, say, if you've done a park run at a fairly, um, hard effort, five Ks, and then you have a, a little bit of a, I assume a smidge of a break and then you go into a tempo how does that tempo feel after you do you know a hard effort for 16 and a half minutes um it felt it felt okay like i um i think like comparing to what you would do say you were doing like a threshold or like a tempo the pace is definitely the pace wasn't as quick but so you maintain i felt like you i got up to a certain effort level that was similar obviously albeit a bit slower if that makes sense but um, it was just felt like that's the first time I've actually done that. Tobias suggested we do that. And it just felt like it was good to get moving, like try and get moving after that hard effort and get the legs turning over again. I felt, I really enjoyed that session, actually. Um, so it was, it was quite good. I enjoyed it. Have you done something, those kind of sessions before, Patty, or do you? Um, I mean, park run few and far between really that I'll yep. do. Yeah. Um, I've never really done sort of say like an all out park run and then gone and done, um, another sort of a session afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely done park runs in the past, um, as say a, a taper session for a race, say the following week or within 10 days or something like that. I've definitely done that before. Um, but I, I do like the idea of using park run within a session, I think, or even within a long run and using the park run as mm. say, you know, you're doing an effort at marathon pace or something like that. I think um, it's incredibly beneficial and people seem to, regardless of whether it's after they've already run 30 Ks that morning and then they can go do some effort at, at marathon pace, just being surrounded by people will decrease that perceived level yeah, of does. exertion. So um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm all for it. I, I, I should do it more often, but um, just with how my weeks normally look, park run doesn't really sit into the, into it too much. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And on your point with the definitely boosts your motivation a bit. 
um, having mm. everyone running. And then sort of when you turn, if there's a point where you turn around and, and you're coming back and everyone's always very positive at Parkrun, um, yeah. which is, which is great. It definitely gives you a boost. Um, I think we'll probably do some form of session, like maybe like three by five K towards, towards the end and do maybe the last one or the middle one, uh, in park run that could be an idea as well but um yeah um anyway boys how was this how's this race talk me through it what do you yeah honey you want to start <laughs> um yeah sure i mean um it was uh, i had mixed feelings about the race um i can pretty much put it into two parts or i can have i have two outcomes from the race um one is probably results driven and the other one would be execution driven. Um, the results I was stoked with, um, like I finished, you know, I finished third in like what's, you know, Australia's most iconic trail race. So that's what they brand it. Um, so many people have done it in the past. They get a good mixture of the trail guys and the road guys and that sort of thing. So based purely off the result, absolutely stoked. Um, I think it was awesome. Um, the way I executed the race um, leaves much more to be desired. Um, yeah, it was pretty much a tale of of two days within the run race for me. That's for sure. What um, what what happened? Why why? Yeah. Why um, I mean, yeah. So essentially, um, I mean, we can go play by play if you like. Yeah, mate, hundred percent. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So, um. I'm not sure how familiar you are with it, Smitty, but um, so you start down these stairs um, at Explorer's Tree to go and you go down Nelly's Glen and um, that is not my thing at all. Like these, <laughs> there's some blokes that were just flying past me. I could not believe it. I was like, what are these dudes doing? And for reference, I was wearing um, Nike Vaporfly Next Percents. Yeah. Um, yeah. We saw and- a photo. I saw a photo of those completely torn up. Yeah, they're they're cooked, mate. They're um, <laughs> they're sitting at the front door at the moment. They are gassed. They need to go in the bin. Yeah. Um, but I just could not believe how some of these guys were moving down this section, considering it was only about a k and a half, um, of of trail, um, literally pitter pattering on the spot. And I think I was probably in about fifteenth place. Um, and we got out onto this nice open fire trail, gentle downhill. You could roll the legs a little bit. Um. And I was a little bit conservative at the start um, and then just sort of started to pick people up as I got into, you know, as I warmed up and got into how I wanted to run the race. Um, and so much so we got to this first road crossing and I think it was about 8K mark. And I said to the volunteers there, I was like, oh, so um, like how far behind first am I? Um, and they go, oh, you are in, you are in first place. And I was like, oh shit, that wasn't the plan. Um <laughs> So I I pulled it right back um, from there because I just wanted to be super conservative down to Cox's River because I knew that's where the race was going to start. Um, so I pulled it right back and that's when um, Ronnie and Dom got on the back of me on the single trail down to the river. Um, and I said to Ronnie, um, hey, mate, do you want to go past? Like, I'm just chilling. And he's like, no, nah, mate, I'll just sit in. And he fell like twice or something in that, in like that short period of a couple of K. Um, and I'm like, mate, whatever you do, don't trip over and run into me. Like, I don't know what the bloody hell is going on here. So just calm down. Um, so we got to this section of Cox's River and I went through the water um, between Dom and, and Ronnie. I couldn't believe how deep the water was. Um, 
thank God that the rope was there for me to hold on to because all of a sudden it was up up just below my chin and I was like, holy shit, I wasn't expecting that. Um, and then the race really started. And for me, um, Dom and I discussed it. Up the hills, like the hills out of all this sort of trail running business, if we want to call it that, that's probably where my strength lies. Um, and I pulled away from Ronnie pretty quickly and I was being quite conservative up the climb because the plan was to get to the top of the climb and then get into marathon effort. And that's when I could actually start to race the race. Um, but yeah, the body had different ideas. I got up the first half of the climb and then he dipped down for a couple of K, no worries at all. Um, another fella named, uh, Luke who eventually finished second. Um, he sort of came by me at the beginning of the second climb and I thought, awesome, I've got someone to run with. This is fantastic. I can gauge my effort. I haven't seen anyone since the river. This is perfect. Um, and we're going up the uh, steepish bits of the, of this, we'll call it the second climb to the top. And, uh, yeah, I was able to sort of pitter patter away from him in sections. And then I felt like I was beginning to go, um, into the red zone a little bit too much. So just brought the effort back and, and let him sort of get away. And I thought, yeah, once I get to the top, happy days, but <laughs> that didn't un end up being the case. Yeah. When, oh, go on Dom. Sorry, mate. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's like same sort of thing for me. Um, I was, Thinking like, yeah, I went to it with a similar strategy, like kind of, I don't know, go steady to Cox's River. And yeah, I thought I was like in 15th as well when I was um, in third. I didn't even realise I was in third though until like after the race. Um, and yeah, I got to the hills and I kind of knew I was just going to be cooked because um, I hadn't really done too many hills in training. Um, and then from then on, it was just kind of, uh, just don't stop running and shuffle your way to the finish pretty much. Especially once we got to the top, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll be able to open up my stride a bit and run. But like, yeah, I've just gone. Like I was absolutely cooked. Yeah. Um, as a rookie in this sort of space, how are you managing your like effort when there's heels and stuff? Because obviously in marathon, um, you sort of dial pretty dialed in to a pace or like a road marathon, obviously. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Maybe um, start with Patty and get your thoughts, Tom. Um, yeah, for me, the first, I knew that I didn't need to get down to Cox's River any quicker than an hour. I knew that was um, going to be too far. And it's 15 and a half K, I think it is. Um, and there was a section there where I looked down at my watch and it felt like I was jogging, essentially. Um, and it was like 358 sort of average. And I was like, okay, I need to bring it right back. Um, and that's when uh, Ronnie and Dom came up the back of me and I'm like, beautiful. I'll just can chill right out. I'm at the front. I can control the effort, et cetera. Um, for me, once I got to the top, the plan was um, given that it's, it's, it was, it's, you get to the top, so to speak, and then it is a gentle climb and then it undulates a bit and then your downhill sort of section comes. Um, that was going to be, uh, you, you kind of gauge effort. For me, it's more definitely um, cadence, um, how I feel in my stride and breathing. I sort of have done enough of that type of um, running now where I know what's dipping into that sort of threshold effort and what's actually coming back to, to marathon effort. Um, but yeah, once I got to the top and, and my body's just, it was hating me and I, I began cramping and then that was the end of it. And I was just waiting to get passed um, by a whole bunch of runners behind me. Luckily it wasn't the case in the end. Um, 
but yeah, I wasn't able to open up. That's for sure. Um, yeah, it was quite pretty grim once you get to the top and, you know, you know, you've got about 17, 18 K worth of running left. Um, and you can't, you can't execute what you had trained and what you had planned to do on the day. Um, yeah, it, it makes for a pretty tough time and you, you battle some demons. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I can only imagine on the winter start. <laughs> well, marathon's tough enough. What do you reckon, Dom? What's your yeah. experience with that? Um, no, I think like I got it wrong for sure on the day. Um, and yeah, I didn't probably gauge my effort well enough. I felt like I was in control to the the river. Um, I think I thought it was going to be a lot hotter than it was, so I was drinking like heaps and um probably took on too much maybe had like gut issues and just felt terrible for a while um once I got to the top of the climb uh but I think yeah on the climb I was pretty much just trying to jog up it and um yeah I don't think I could have really gone any slower to be honest like I was um being pretty conservative and was kind of just already in survival mode which wasn't great um but yeah I think that's definitely something to work on in the future and maybe to come up with a few extra methods to control your effort, um, like heart rate or maybe power or something. It'd be good to try to, I don't know, play around and experiment with a few extra things. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, but then the other the other line is it's a race and, and like mm. you want to find where your limit is and, and you kind of, you know, you, you, you need to exceed it in a way to, to get the result that you're hoping for. So. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to to manage my effort so I knew that I could get to the top and then start running quick. Um, but yeah, just it just wasn't the case. But I think it's also, it's a race. Like, fuck, we shouldn't be stuck to watching our watch and, um, you know, power and that sort of shit and heart rate. Like, I'm just like, nah, let's just try and leave it all out there. And fingers crossed you've done the work in the lead up to be able to execute it. Um, for Dom and I, it seems like not quite our day, but there were definitely some guys who had awesome runs and were really, really strong in the back half um, yeah. that managed it perfectly. Yeah, Sorry, Dom, go on, mate. There you go, mate. I was just going to say, it's, it's hard to monitor too many things. And particularly, obviously, if you do quite a lot of training for a, for a, a, um, a, a specific race, it's almost like a it's almost like a feeling you want to get dialed into um pretty hard to describe as well i don't know um and yeah i think you're right patty <laughs> in the race uh i think i experienced in the last 5k not the last one i did that when i ran my 5k pb it was almost like there was nothing to focus on except just running as hard as you can on that limit um particularly because we had someone pacing as well which made things easier but I don't know. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah, mm. I mean, there's so many different ways to be able to attack it. Yeah. Um, and I think the longer a race is, the harder it is to to know what to do, and yeah. the the more chance there is for different variables to come in and for stuff to not go to plan. So something like six foot, which is kind of like three different races within the one race, mm -hmm. um, it's it's incredibly difficult to to know how to attack and then you have to adapt to different search, uh, situations and overcome them. It's just, um, it's a battle. That's for sure. Mm. How come you um, picked that race? Any, any particular? Um, 
Well, it was kind of the idea of, of my coach, um, Ashley Hoffman. He, he had done six foot previously, I think either 2018 or 2019. Um, and he liked the fact of being able to do a, a full sort of marathon build block. Um, and then you do something like say six foot um, and you don't feel like you've had this huge preparation for a road marathon and then it's just done and then you have to start again. Um, mm-hmm. And I was in agreement that I wanted to do something a little bit different. I wanted to get a lot of strength from doing all the hilly training and that sort of thing, um, build a new base and then step forward with having a, 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 we call it a winter season and then build into my next marathon being obviously Berlin later in the year. Mm. Um, so it was definitely, I was a fish out of water. That's for sure. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I mean, there are parts there which are incredibly runnable, um, particularly that that back half once you get to the top of, of the hill or top of the climb, we'll call it. Um, but that first section, like, and the trail sort of sections, um, mm. yeah, I was an absolute rookie. And, um, yeah, definitely if it was a race for time, I lost all of my time in those sorts of sections, but that's that's completely fine. I backed myself in the runnable areas. Um and I'll definitely go back and do it again, but it was just to change it up and, and to do something a little bit different to do the marathon block without having to have, have this huge build up to a road marathon, be so time focused, so pace focused, et cetera. Um, yeah. and just go out and do a longer race. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. boys, I'm really sorry. I've, I've picked the wrong account because it's saying I've got right. four minutes left to record. So what I'm going to do <laughs> is <laughs> I've got my, personal um email instead of so it's giving me a 40 minute 40 minute limit <laughs> so what i'm gonna do is i'll i'll send you an email um with the new link sorry guys i really i apologize uh, that's not good enough mate fucking uh, hell <laughs> legit biggest can you be dom you think after 50 yeah i wouldn't be making mate. these rookie errors yeah. This is a fucking shit show. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I saw shit. it pop up and I was like, hang yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I was hoping no one saw it pop up as well. All right. We're back. Gentlemen, my apologies. What were we talking about? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Six uh, foot. Uh, it's a tough race. It's a tough race. Tough race. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. All right, maybe, um, Paddy, do you mind going into a bit of how your training and build-up went, particularly for that race, like how you were thinking about it, stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, compared to the other marathon that I've trained for being Gold Coast last year, um, the training for six foot was a little bit, a little bit different. Um, I really, particularly in probably the last four weeks, only did one marathon session on a Wednesday um, and then just had a really sort of long hilly run on, on the Sunday. Um, we're quite lucky here in Albury, um, the surrounding area. We've, we've got access to a whole different, a whole bunch of different type of running. So um, one session um, we did and we just ran from the bottom to the top of Buffalo, Mount Buffalo and back. Um, other sorts of sessions were all, all pretty much road based and around marathon, uh, based around marathon pace or marathon effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sunday was normally just like a long hilly run. Um, 
the first probably, and I didn't really have a, a specific sort of time block. It wasn't like I did a 10 week block specifically for um, six foot. Uh, yeah, I spent a bit of time in January um, up at Falls Creek. Um, I got to have some time off work and did some training up there, which was, was really, really awesome. Um, and the training up there wasn't sort of, uh, it didn't align well with, with six foot in terms of, you know, I just ran with the groups. So we were doing a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday session, um, the Sunday long run, that sort of thing. Whereas my usual week is a Tuesday, Friday sessions and then Sunday long run um, for six foot. It was a Wednesday marathon base session and then a long run extra hilly on the Sunday, maybe with some, um, I think there were two or three runs with some marathon effort towards the end of the session. Um, but otherwise it was just about time on feet, running over hills, up and down hills, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> how'd you find it compared to just general sense compared to like a big marathon, your marathon block? Um, oh, in like, it was different. Absolutely. Um, I think that I've come away from it a much stronger runner. Um, like time on feet and running a bulk amount of hills is so advantageous for general sort of strength. And, you know, you become highly economical in, in your normal running. Um, you are able to put, put out a lot more power throughout your stride. So um, in that sense, I'm, I'm better for it. There were times where um, it was really, really boring. Um, I hated wearing a pack and having drinks in it and gels and all that sort of stuff. Um, I hated getting up at like five 30 and going and running up these steep ass fucking hills for ages. Like some of that sort of stuff, just, um, it, it was really, really difficult. And it was a lot of time spent alone. And instead of being able to cover, uh, let's say 36 K in two hours, that was then going out to two hours and 40 minutes, three hours, because you had to take into account the amount of climbing that you were doing. Um, but yeah, really, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the training. I love running hills. So I, I had no issues with that. Um, I didn't do any sort of single trail training or anything like that. I didn't do any stairs or anything specifically for six foot. Um, and I didn't, I don't think it would have really changed anything had I done that. Um, probably the only thing I did lack was downhill running or downhill conditioning. Um, although if I was running a loop and you, you cover a thousand or 1500 meters of, of climbing within that long run loop, and yeah, finish and start at the same point. Obviously, there's some downhill running involved with that. Um, but it was always incredibly conservative. It probably was too conservative versus how I ran it on the race day, if that makes sense. So I wasn't trained in beating up the quads as much as I would have liked. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the block. I think I'm much, much better for it. And, and as we discussed earlier, in terms of race result, stoked. Um, it's just execution can tinker with a few things and, and, and I'm better for it. Yeah, absolutely. Dom, what's your, what was your overall sense of the preparation for you? Yeah. Um, I just did, um, did you do any track races over the summer, Paddy or? Um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit hard for me to do the track races like AV Athletics Victoria, who Aubrey, although we're in New South Wales, um, it's an Athletics Victoria club because we're on the border. Um, it's They have fantastic meets down in Melbourne, um, but we're three and a bit hours away from Melbourne and they're held on like a Thursday night working full-time. It, it isn't really conducive to being able to make those things work. Um, 
So I was able to, as we were discussing earlier, I went down for that 5,000 meter for the state champs. Um, so I raced that race. Um, I wanted to do Zatapec, but didn't. I did the graded Zatapec um, and had an absolute stinker. That was at the beginning of December. Um, again, the travel and full-time work and that sort of stuff makes it really, really tricky. Um, I would love to do more track races, um, but unfortunately, given the living situation and you take into account travel, um, full-time work, the fact that these races are normally on like a Tuesday or Thursday evening, mm-hmm. it, it makes yeah. it a little bit tricky. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's probably not a bad thing though. I feel like I was kind of the opposite. Um, mm-hmm. I was doing too many track races, <laughs> kind of like focusing on the 5K um after uta last year i took like eight weeks off so i was kind of like just getting back into running and that was sort of um what the main focus was and all i could really uh train for i think that if i jumped straight into marathon training it would have just been too much um but yeah i ran a, a decent 5k time like i was happy with that and then um i kind of started training for six foot with only really like i don't know six weeks to go um which just, it wasn't enough time really. I think like I ran, I think I, I ran pretty well, like based off how I trained and I felt like, um, yeah, I definitely, I feel like I was just sort of starting to get the mileage up and was getting comfortable with that, but definitely didn't do enough long um, trail runs like you and like hilly, hilly runs like you as well. I think that's where I really fell apart in the race as well. So it just like goes to show if you don't train for it, you you won't have much luck out there on race day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. if you had spent six weeks just training for your road marathon, you would expect that you wouldn't do too crash hot. So given the result that you got based off the training that you did, yeah, you, you can't be disappointed with that. Mm, yeah, no, I felt like um, it was an experience like nonetheless. And um, yeah, I felt like I ran decently. So yeah, I was pretty happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm stuff um maybe we like sometimes to just take it back to where it all started so where how did you get started in running patty um yeah i think my story is a little bit unique but it's also i think um quite common as well if that makes sense Mm. um so obviously as a young kid um and growing up where I did quite a bit out of town, I didn't do like the little athletics or anything like that. Um, but I did do like school cross country and that sort of thing. Um, and I was okay at it. Like, I, you know, when I, when you're in primary school um, and you're a fit sort of young active kid, I went to like the state championships and all that stuff. Um, but living in the country and as you do, like I just played Aussie rules. Um, and once I got into high school, running wasn't cool. Playing footy was cool and fun and you're with your mates. So that's what we did. Um, and it was right up until like, I, I would do running for pre-season um, and that sort of thing, but no, I wouldn't go to running races or do any of that sort of stuff. Um, and always thought to myself, people who run are just the rarest cats, aren't they? Like they are since... <laughs> They are some serious units, um, but it was it was 2018. At the end of 2018, um, we got back from Cairns. We went on a footy trip to Cairns, um, and one of my good mates, Cosmo, he said, oh, I'm going to go down and do this park run thing. Um, do you want to come along? And I'm like, well, yeah, sure. What's park run? Um, so we went down to the Albury Park Run, and um, 
I couldn't believe it. There was like 300 people all gearing up, free event. Um, you got a time, all that sort of stuff. Awesome. So jumped in like classic footy player. If you're not going absolutely bonkers at the start and you're not pushing yourself to the limit, you're not getting anything out of it. So I did. <laughs> um, and I remember in the last probably 250 meters, a bloke um, who I know well now, his name's Brad. He was pushing a pram, not with one kid, but two kids in the pram. Um, and he passed me with 250 meters to go. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm supposed to be this young, relatively fit, um, like footy player and old mate, couple of kids in the pram. He's just cruising past me in the 5k event. Like what is happening? Um, so after that, just went down to park run every week just to smash myself over 5k, um, played some footy in 2019, early, early days. And then, um, sort of just recurring shoulder injuries. I was like, I've got to stop doing this. I want to keep fit. Running is a good way to keep fit. Um, and that's pretty much how it all started. Yeah. Right. So only pretty recent. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think I would say that the end of 2019, beginning of 2020 was when I started to actually take it seriously. Um, 2019, I was actually lucky enough I um, did some ambassador stuff with Movember and went over and ran the um, New York marathon as part of the Movember team. Um, So that was an incredible experience. And I trained for the marathon, but my training was a little bit all over the shop um, purely because I was still having to run around the footy every now and again. Um, You know, I wasn't committed to it. Um, I was, you know, finishing up at uni. So drinking beers with my mates was more important. Um, and yeah, so I did that, but then it was 2020 where, um, Ash Hoffman, my, who's my current coach now, he sort of said, Hey, I think you've got some potential. Um, look, I'm happy to coach you. Do you want to come on? And, and the rest is history really. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so what was your, when you first started taking it seriously, what, what did you, was New York, sorry, the first marathon or yeah yeah so i've ran the two marathons yeah um new york and, and gold coast so new york i ran um looking back on it i actually ran really well so it was 242 mm. um and i did that off uh maybe i'd say probably 10 weeks of training um like i would call it fairly proper training um 70 80k sort of a week throughout that block um if all things went to plan if Saturday night wasn't too big and that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, yeah, it's sort of 2020 um, went into a structured sort of program. I actually started doing easy pace runs at an easy pace. Um, it wasn't just go out the door and, and burn yourself up for 20 minutes, 30 minutes and try and get as, as much of AO2 max work as possible, which is what I definitely did at the beginning. Um, and looking back now, particularly as a physio, I'm thinking, fuck like why was I doing that but um anyway it's it's yielded some good results now um but at the beginning the guidance was definitely necessary and I'm, I'm pretty stoked that um I pretty much fell into the lap of having someone um like Ashley who was who has guided me really really well yeah um when you when you train when you started going from 242 then increasing fitness from there what how did what did the basic structure for you look like in terms of training? Um, yeah, so so who are like with Run Strong, that's the crew that like I, I coach with and who I'm coached by. Mm. Um, Julian Spence and Ellie Pashley, they're the the founders of it and they're 
Um, belief is you have to have a good aerobic base. Um, yeah. Long runs, the most important run of the week. Um, but you're filtered in with easy runs and recovery runs, and then you do a couple of sessions. Um, so essentially my week just went to, let's just tidy this up completely. I want you to run the, the classic 80-20 sort of rule, like 80% of your running is going to be really easy. 20% of your running is going to be um, difficult. You're going to do sessions. Um, and it pretty much was structured that um, one session would be a VO2 base slash speed session. Um, and the other session would be your sort of threshold or tempo work. Um, and that's how the weeks looked. I just had this really sort of boring Tuesday, Friday session, Sunday long run for end on end on end. Yeah. Um, and then just filtered in races um, when and where I could. Um, and that sort of like the speed stuff, it's great. Um, and I feel as though if I, like for instance, that 14, 28, 5K that I ran, it was a 2.42 last K. Like um, we were pretty pedestrian and I just put like seven seconds into the second bloke over the last K. It was actually <laughs> over the last 600 meters. <laughs> so like, like, and that, that isn't, that isn't bragging. It's just that like, I don't have the super top end speed that some of these other guys have, but at the same time, I'll be a strength-based runner. My focus is to try and get as good as I can over the marathon. Um, so I'm not too worried about missing out on some 5k races down in Melbourne or going to Sydney, et cetera. Um, it's more about building that strength and I love running slow. Um, my easy days and my RG days that we call them recovery days are, are pretty pedestrian in comparison to a lot of people who are at the same, you know, levels or PBs as me. Yeah. Um, do you, when you say easy days, do you have like sort of a more steady pace and an easy or do you literally just go on feel and take it as easy as you like? Um, Paces is an interesting one. At the start, I was really, really pace driven. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, my easy runs have to be 430 kilometer pace. My recovery runs have to be over five minute K pace. Um, and, you know, you, you're running along and then you're just constantly like looking down at your watch like a, yeah. like a, like a goose. Um, but I got out of that habit pretty quickly. Um, excuse me. Um, so I was, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty much to feel. Um, I'll know if I'm moving really, really well, I'll then look at the pace and say, okay, let's just bring it back a little bit. Um, there'll be days where, you know, you can roll low four minute Ks under four minute Ks on an easy run and I've got to bring it right back and that's completely fine. Um, the rule that I sort of have with my recovery days and now just because I, I, I've done it so frequently over, you know, three years now, um, I won't run any quicker than five minute K pace. Um, and I think, I think that's suitable for me because my marathon PB pace is, you know, 320 per kilometre. Um, I think your easy run pace should be no no quicker than a minute slower than your marathon pace. Um, and really, there's probably not a great deal of difference between, say, running 440s and five-minute K pace. Um, there's just a little bit of tendon load differences and that sort of thing. Um but yeah, for me, the slower, the better. I love running hills. So that always takes a few seconds off um, per kilometre. Um, so I don't really have any rules in regards to paces, um, except for if I'm going for a jog, it's it's going to be slower than five minute K pace. Mm. Interesting. Um, it's nice at least because you just, you, you can sort of switch the mind off as well. And you're not, you don't have to look down at the watch and maintain Um a certain pace so you kind yeah. of, I found that to be just personally a bit more quite a lot more enjoyable just yeah well 
Well, do you guys have like, if you're running from home a lot, do you have loops and you know how far the loop is going to be? For instance, you might have a, a 12K loop or a 6K loop or something like that. And you're, that's like you're going out for a jog. You don't need to worry about the pace or anything. You know it's going to be the distance that you somewhat need to hit. Yeah. So you just forget about pace completely. That's what that's what I do anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Um, what what about you, Dom? How's you sort of pretty casual, right, with pace? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. I think um, it's all pretty much just to feel. And yeah. I think yeah, we've spoken about it before, but like um, yeah, even like running to work or whatever, you have like an extra incentive to go even slower because you got a whole day of work ahead of you and. <laughs> Um, you know you're going to have to run home in the afternoon anyways so uh yeah i think stuff like that is good and just keeping the easy day easy days as easy as possible like yeah um but definitely i think everyone kind of goes through that journey where you're so attached to the pace and um yeah you're looking down at your watch and you you know like it has to be under five minute k's that's as a four in front of it and um you'll feel good about your run otherwise yeah you're yeah not going fast enough it's, it's super interesting the pace stuff though like for instance um I, I was criminal at the beginning i was like oh it feels easy and it you know it definitely it felt easy but it definitely wasn't an easy effort and mm. i see it all the time like um and particularly with the athletes that i i coach and that i work with and they're like oh it feels easy and i'm like yeah but dude you're running your easy days quicker than i am like that that's not how it really works you just you're so more susceptible to injuries and overload and that sort of thing if you actually don't put the brakes on a smidge and for some people it's 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 actually helpful for them at the start to be guided with paces rather than feel because if it's if it's to feel it's open for interpretation and it's so subjective to how someone feels rather than it, than it being purely objective yeah yeah that makes sense i remember when i first started looking literally following because they have certain um obviously meant to be guidelines but they have certain uh, ranges for pace based on if you have a certain time in a race like this would equate to this is easy this is like recovery <laughs> and I think initially I take it way too literally um, which leads to you know heart rate strap on I guess it's pr pretty much just what, what works for you like I find it yeah. just takes a lot of enjoyment out personally um, but you know you never know like we're all different but um, it is hard at first to know like what easy is um when you're first starting for sure but um what are what are some of your favorite sessions what what do you what do you like to do say in a uh marathon block for example um i wish i'd ran more marathons to be able to answer this question better really. <laughs> um um i've i've always found the I, like I prefer, um, I hate progressive runs. I can rule that out straight away. That's my least favorite session, any yeah. sort of progression run. Okay. Um, I just, I, I, I don't really like it, um, which is funny because that's really how a race should be. It should be a progression run, shouldn't it? You always talk about negative splits and that sort of thing. Um, I fucking hate progressive <laughs> sessions. It's the Why? worst thing in the world. It's just, I, I don't know. I just have never, I, I feel like I've only ever nailed a couple of them and I've had like, I've had ones where I haven't necessarily blown up, but I haven't been able to hit the quicker paces towards the end. Um, and then when that happens a couple of times, you're just like, nah, this is shit. Move on. Give me something else, please coach. Um, 
favorite sessions. Um, I love doing stuff in marathon blocks, say like 6K at marathon pace, breaking it up with some like 10 by minute on minute off and then go back to that 6K at marathon pace. Um, I feel like those sorts of sessions where you can break it up with some quicker stuff in the middle, it always makes that back end feel so much easier. Um, something that I've done a little bit of was say going and doing your normal sort of two hour long run over hills. And then you do some marathon paced work at the end. Um, I always find those sorts of sessions really, really fun and beneficial. Um, I don't mind doing 400s on the track. That's okay. Mm. They're, they're pretty easy. Um, I hate 300s on the track. I'm not sure why. But, <laughs> um, I, I hate doing 300s, but I love doing 400s. Um, my least favorite session besides the progressive runs would probably be like the generic eight by K off 60 seconds, the old Melbourne track club special. <laughs> oh fuck. We did that every week at Falls Creek and it's just so shit. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just the worst session. You're just running a K. Oh yeah. We've got 60 seconds. Yep. We'll go back. It's okay when you've got a group, but predominantly my training is, is mostly done solo. Um, so eight by K sucks, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm open to all sorts of sessions. I like the longer stuff, um, stuff tilting over that sort of 30 minutes into that 45 to 60 minute range, um, suits me and, and my, um, physiology quite well. Um, so I prefer that sort of stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Um, when did your, when did your fitness start really like going wild? Because obviously first marathon 242, then mm. obviously progressed into really quick times like when yeah. did, did you see points where you just started spiking or was it just quite gradual um given the the lack of racing i've probably actually done um i, I would say it, it has been quite a gradual sort of progression mm-hmm. um i think i really started to notice it the the third half marathon i did um and i ran 69 minutes and mm. that was like sort of a like a a barrier for me i was like oh if i can run under 70 minutes for a half marathon i think i'm doing okay at this thing yeah. um and that was at wangaratta half marathon which funnily enough was ran today um in 2020 just prior to covid kicking off um and i ran that solo and i was like that's when i noticed i was like yes I think I've got like some skill here. Um, so that was probably the one race that sticks out in my mind where I, where I thought, Oh, I'm actually okay at this. I'm not, you know, spending eight to 10 hours a week, just running around in circles, like a crazy madman for nothing. I think there's some potential that I could, um, you know, at least get the best out of myself in this space, because that's, that's just what I wanted to do from the beginning after you, you finish playing footy. Um, and it's so team orientated. However, it's individualistic in a way because how you prepare is so much more different to how Bobby over there prepares and how much you give compared to say Jono over there, how much he gives, there's just vast differences. So knowing that what you, you get out, what you, what you put in, in running is, is super rewarding. And, and that's like when you do these races and you get really, really good results, you know, you're sort of on the right path. It's a yeah, long way to answer that question, by the way. No, 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 that's perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just certainly a level of talent. Yeah, it's quick, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's and it's it's all relative to like you. You talk to someone who might be a twenty-five minute five k runner, 
and you they want to ask you about your running and that sort of thing but they might only be putting in two or three hours a week of running versus yeah. you know at the peak of this of this six foot block i was probably putting in 12 to 13 hours a week of running um so it's it's all relative yeah. um but yeah i think i think coming into the sport a bit later um and having you know a strength base from playing um a team sport such as aussie rules footy where there is still quite a bit of, of aerobic work um mm. has been super beneficial for for my long distance running for sure yeah i think um the afl like yeah the guys who are doing that they're all just absolute engines a lot of them um like yeah we've there's been a couple of races where just these guys rock up out of nowhere and they go out and just tell everyone up and everyone's like oh who are these guys and most of the time they're just yeah afl footy players who are just weapons so um i think yeah you've probably got a pretty good background behind you before you even started running um but yeah i think now you started you mentioned your coaching and the physio as well um mm -hmm. how'd you sort of get into that um so the coaching side of things, I think it was just a, another gradual thing that comes on once you've been doing it for a little while. Um, people start, and, and once you once you get, like you become good at something, people start to ask you questions and that sort of thing. Um, but literally, I had just got a message from Ellie one day and she's just like, hey, do you want to do some coaching? And I was like, I'd written some programs for some mates and stuff who were doing like say Melbourne Marathon or something like that. Um, and I just sort of did like a 12 week and I'm just like, this is what you've got to follow. If you miss this, it doesn't really matter. You have to try and make it up here, et cetera, et cetera. Um, whereas this sort of stuff is just very, very straight, very, very structured. You know, you're changing plans. You can be changing plans two or three times a week for that given week. Um, so it was the middle of uh, 2021 when I started coaching um, and now have uh, 13 athletes um all very very various backgrounds and goals which is really really cool because it 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 tests me in in different sort of ways um and it's something that i thoroughly enjoy doing yeah yeah the physio background helps too although people people like to gravitate towards physios for some reason and a lot of runners are physios a lot of runners are either school teachers or physios it seems to be so um <laughs> Yeah, um, the physio the physio background helps dramatically. I think from that load sense and understanding um, how important it is to manage not just the load of like the physical stress of running, but also life stresses. Um, you're different, you know. You might be doing some strength training, etc. It all adds up. So um, I think thus far, no one has has hurt themselves or gotten injured to a you know a great extent. Um, and yeah, it's it's been really really fun, and, and watching people achieve their goals, it's pretty sick. Yeah, seems like um, you could be kind of riding your own checks there, like coaching, causing some injuries, and then giving them physical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I must be doing it the wrong way then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, I, the majority of of it is on um, is online, so. Yeah, if, if you guys have some mates who are physios and they want some work, let me know where they live and I'll try and tee some stuff up for them. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't tell my athletes. <laughs> I was like, am I, am I getting the joke here? Yeah, I'm getting it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and I guess like, yeah, have you 
I guess your, your running and your physio has kind of helped develop your coaching philosophies. Is there anything else that coaching wise you really sort of um, stick by uh, as like a core sort of belief that you give to your athletes or? Uh, yeah, that's a really, really good question. Cause I think that um, my beliefs are heavily shaped by Julian and Ellie's and then obviously my own coaching in Ashley. Um, I think one, because I've seen my own success from it um, and I'm still on an upward trajectory very much so. Um, so I feel as though the definitely aerobic based athletes is probably my number one sort of thing. Um, and I think you have to do the work aerobically before you can look at doing any sort of anaerobic stuff. So from a, from a physiological point of view, that would be where I sort of sit. I want to develop you as an aerobic athlete. Most of the people I'm working with want to do long distance stuff, half marathon, marathon, that sort of thing. Um, so it makes no sense for me to get them on the track doing flat out 200s and the, the deathly 300s. Um, but I think, yeah, from a, from a physical point of view, definitely just um, conditioning them to be aerobic athletes is, is number one. Um, my personal sort of thing would be building a relationship and communication. It sounds sort of cliche, um, but all my athletes, you know, we, we email them at the start and we set up, you know, a phone call and all that sort of bullshit. Um, but then it's straight to like, if you've got an issue, send me a text. If there's a reason you can't do something, let's have a chat about it. Let's catch up the week before your race. We'll do a FaceTime or a phone call. As soon as your race is finished and you've done well, I'll give you a phone call. If you've had an absolute stinker, let's have a chat about it. Um, I think building the relationship is, is something that that's really, really important to me. Um, and that leads to like, a friendship down the track like I had an athlete um Daniel who stayed at my place in Albury a few weeks ago who was coming to do a race down here um Italian fella Smitty you all know each other don't you so um, you probably you probably know <laughs> pretty much he was probably at the yeah. wedding I was at before. yeah potentially <laughs> yeah. Yeah, potentially um but he like he came and stayed and he you know we had a bottle of red wine and like it sounds like a date poor old Bronte my missus <laughs> is just pushed over to the side um <laughs> But like it's it's stuff like that which I think is really really beneficial to build a relationship um, because it helps me get the best out of them, um, but it also allows them to give back to me so I can better myself and better my sort of coaching if that makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that yeah, having that relationship and um, like a I don't know a training training partners or a coach, um, it helps you stay in the sport and keeps you motivated, and it's ultimately what will yeah make you a better runner like i feel like it's so important having that yeah, yeah. behind um what you're doing yeah yeah for sure and i mean here in Aubrey, like we like for instance there's there's no one who is necessarily at the level that i'm at or wants to go past that sort of level so having that training group um is something that we like that i kind of of lack However, like I'll run with, I'm lucky enough to run with my coach, you know, we'll run together a couple of times a week and he might jump in and out of my sessions and that sort of thing. Um, another guy that we do a bit of running with Jack is like the most dedicated um, bloke to his running in the world. It's just, it's awesome to sort of see how, although, you know, he's not at the heights of, you know, some of our best runners in Australia, he's probably at least dead, as dedicated as some of them in terms of getting better um, with the physiology that he's gifted with. Um, we have, there's another guy called Matty Doray who um, you may have met him, Dom, at Buffalo Stampede or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, he's built an, an amazing community here in Albury for, 
for running, particularly that sort of longer distance trail running sort of scene. Um, and yeah, it's pretty awesome to see we're, we're doing the same thing, but we're doing very, very different things. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty awesome to see a coach like say Maddie have that influence over people or a coach like Ashley have that influence over myself and, and Jack um, to get us better. Um, so it's, it's a pretty cool thing. And it's super, super rewarding to see your athletes um, achieve a goal that they've had set out for a long period of time. Yeah, absolutely. seems like Aubrey, um, the trail runners, there's, there's a lot of depth there. Like, uh, it seems like, yeah, all the guys who you were just talking about, like so much talent for a small kind of country town. Yeah. Like, um, there's definitely like some good guys, some good guys getting around and some girls too. There's some, there's some awesome, some awesome girls, um, here in Aubrey, like Ash's wife, Kelly, she's a, she's a really good runner. Um, Matt's wife, Belle is a really good runner. The only issue is they keep popping out kids. Um, so they spend a little bit of time on the sideline. Ellie Pashley, she's an Aubrey girl. So there's definitely something in the water here, um, for producing, you know, some good distance runners. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to get any good at running, you have to come down to the to Aubrey and uh, <laughs> join in. I thought I was missing something. <laughs> yeah. Well, just don't bring your IT skills, Smitty. We should be safe there, mate. <laughs> I'm in big trouble. Well, he raised them in sales and didn't become a technician for sure. But anyway, um, uh, Dom, you normally go into the yeah, a bit of a more kind of I don't know shorter sharper segment um have you got any like lifestyle running sort of tips um i guess we'll start off with like shoes like what shoes are you wearing at the moment um anything you swear by oh mate great question shoes like the epitome of being a distance runner is the amount of different shoes you can have hey um the front door there's like 20 pairs of shoes the bedroom That's where the good shoes go. The alpha flies, <laughs> the the in, endorphin pros, they sit in the bedroom. Um, yeah, shoes, I, I have a pretty good rotation. Um, I'm always talking to, to Julian. He owns a, a running shoe um, store. So we're always um, having a chat about shoes. Um, I'm very much one shoe does one job, another shoe does another job. So a recovery run like Nike Invincible. Like that shoe is just a pillow on your foot. Um, I also wear a Mizuno shoe, Mizuno Horizon, I think it's called. Um, that's a pretty yeah, nice, big stack shoe. Um, easy easy run shoes. Yeah, I mean, anything and everything. Um, I think Asics have some really good sort of easy day shoes. The Nova Blast 3 is a phenomenal shoe. I love that. Um, yeah, it, it's just like I have this issue that everything is seems to be really high stack. Um, yeah. and like, I'll put on a, like a, um, Saucony Kinvara and I'm like, there's still 30 mil of foam or something in that, but it feels like I'm, you know, in those Vibram toe shoes. Cause there's just <laughs> yeah. nothing in them. Yeah. Um, like there's yeah, no drop yeah. in them as well. Yeah. 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 And I'm just like, fuck, I actually have to like use my calf to generate some force <laughs> here. Um, but I, I went through this stage where I wouldn't wear super shoes for sessions. Um, well, by super shoe as in like, I wouldn't wear a carbon plated shoe. Um, my favorite shoe of all time is the, um, Saucony Endorphin Speed, um, particularly the second, um, iteration of that shoe, um, countless amount of miles in for sessions in that shoe. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 
yeah, hit and miss now. I think there's that many different shoes. You're bound to not get a dud. So as long as you've got a rotation, I think it's fine. I wouldn't wear the same shoe two days in a row ever. Um, but that's just personally because I'm lucky enough to be in a situation where I can afford being able to purchase multiple pairs of shoes. Um, but, and I'm super, super lucky and grateful to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely have various types of shoes for, for different types of running. That's for sure. No trail shoes though. I don't own a pair of those things (laughs) (laughs) and no gaiters either. I don't own any gaiters. Any gaiters? You know those things that you wear around your ankles that like stop the rocks oh, and right. tumbleweed yeah. and stuff yeah. from going in? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, sweet. No, none of those. <laughs> um, I guess the next one is like a, another big one that everyone's always got their two cents worth on. Um, diet. Have you got any sort of hard or fast sort of rules with your diet or um, anything you, you kind of follow? Um, my diet um is shit house um that's probably the easiest way to describe it uh, i'm super super lucky bronte does the majority of the cooking and is in a fa- she's a fantastic cook um so our dinners are always amazing um I, I, it's something i want to get better at and i think it's an area where i have this sort of untapped potential in, in terms of one percent is to be able to get better at um so yeah i mean i don't follow any sort of diet I just make sure that I'm eating enough. I'll eat a lot. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I've, what I've been able to do since spending a couple of weeks up at Falls Creek is get getting used to having food before I run, um, which I think is, has been a game changer. Cause I went like three years, every single run in first thing in the morning, I wouldn't eat anything at all. Whereas now I'm able to stomach and digest a couple of bits of toast with honey. And, and that's been really, really helpful. Um, but Otherwise, no, my diet is terrible. I'm the worst person to ask about that question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess next one would be like any supplements or, um, I don't know, uh, tablets, vitamins, anything else you're taking or? Yeah. I mean, I think um, Pillar Performance have done an amazing job of marketing their range because I have all of it um, (laughs) and I don't use half of it. Um, So well done, Pillar Performance. Quick shout out for them. If you want to send me something, guys, go ahead. That's sweet. Um, but yeah, same think, actually. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you need anything, Dom? I'll, yeah, we're looking for a sponsor. We're looking for a sponsor, so <laughs> yeah, proudly brought to you by Pillar Performance. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, look, oh, protein is protein powder is probably something I'm being the most consistent with. Um, so yeah, I'd have just like a whey protein isolate after a workout. Um, I got into a stage where I was having it after every run. I've done a bit of running with um, Ben Buckingham, the um, Olympic steeplechaser, and he's been in my ear about, mate, you've got to get on the protein. He has a tub of protein in the boot of his car. The shake is there. And I'm, I'm a pussy. I can't do it with milk, uh, with water, sorry. I have to do it with milk. <laughs> so I'm not leaving some milk in the back of the car for two and a half hours and then like sucking <laughs> that in after a long run, mate. Like, and he's like, nah, mate, just bring an esky. It'll be sweet. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Anyway. Um, so yeah, in terms of, um, yeah, those sorts of things. Yeah. Protein powder would be the number one thing, but I mean, I've, I've flirted with the vitamin D. Um, I've tried the magnesium um, for, you know, enhancing sleep and that sort of stuff. Uh, hit and miss if any of it really does work. Um, 
I've tried bouts of, you know, um, supplementing the vitamin C and vitamin D in terms of if you're feeling unwell and that sort of stuff. Um, but really I don't have anything that I follow religiously. No. Okay. Um, yes, the other one, uh, was like gear and equipment. So we know you're definitely not a, a gator guy. <laughs> At least I know what that is. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Learn something new every day. Um, yeah, I'm not a gator guy and I'm not a, I'm not a pack wearer. Um, although I did quite a few runs with the pack prior to six foot and then obviously wore a pack through the race. Um, I wouldn't willingly wear one, um, other sorts of gear. Like, um, I love wearing the sunnies, the Oakley sunnies, um, made famous by Sinead Diver, I believe at some, some (laughs) stage throughout her illustrious career. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise like. Again, the beauty and super, super lucky and grateful to be able to do so. But the beauty of, of running, being able to purchase, you know, every single brand has some, you know, new technology that they, they want you to, to try. And for some reason, their marketing seems to be really good because there's money coming out of my bank account and there's shirts and socks and <laughs> shorts in my drawers. Um, but yeah, I mean, probably the one thing would be sunnies. I'm, I'm wearing sunnies. I, I normally run with a hat when i'm racing give or take a few different races um but yeah and watch obviously i'm I'm pretty religious with wearing the watch unless it's a track race yeah awesome um i guess yeah usually we kind of wrap up um with yeah your favorite race and and, uh just running us through like yeah what sort of special moments uh running wise you've had so far um, unless Smitty's got any other questions. Nah, we'll just lead into the favourite race, Dom. Oh, American. the favourite race, hey? The favourite race. Um, Yeah, it's a really good question. And it's probably relatively straightforward for me to answer it. It, it has to be Gold Coast Marathon. Um, now, running and out and back and then going past the finish line at 32K and then doing another out and back isn't too exciting. Um, but in terms of something that I'll remember for a long period of time and something that is, I think has taken me to the next stage and has progressed me as a runner was probably that race. Um, and I know that I'm a fair way off where I want to be and the guys that I sort of idolize and want to get to they're you know, miles ahead of me. Um, but that race sort of bridged the gap a smidge um, and to, you know, run a two twenty marathon. Like it's, I'm pretty stoked with that. Um, yeah, and the way, it, the way I executed the race, um, was really, really good. Like I ran 70, 08 first half, 70, 12 second half. So a positive split by four seconds. Like you can't be angry with that. Um, the way that it was run too, there was really, we had a group until 24 K I think it was. Um, and we were lucky enough. We actually had two paces, um, in the group and the pacer, one of the paces, Guy Walters had stepped off at 24 Ks um, and then had a look. And then it, the group had gone from like eight blokes to myself, another runner named Aiden Hobbs, and then um, Andy Buchanan, who took us through to about 28 K. Um, so yeah, to run it, um, you know, whereas we'll go to Berlin Smitty and there'll be, you know, there'll be 50 people in that pack and you can just yeah. hang out all day. Um, so to run it the way that I did, um, yeah, I have really, really fond memories of that race. And it was super, super funny at the end. So 
Um, got through the finish line, um, hung around for 30 seconds, a minute, shook the hands of the other blokes that were around me, that sort of thing. Um, had a, had a big spew, all the Morton that I consumed throughout <laughs> that two hours just came out on the side there. Um, and then I walked through like the finish section where you get like your t-shirt and there's fruit and drinks and that sort of thing. And, um, I was the, cause the winners obviously have to do like press stuff and, um, none of the guys, I think I finished, I finished eighth. So, um, the first three obviously have to do their own thing. And then a couple of the other guys were still hanging out, um, you know, kissing cheeks, that sort of stuff. Um, I walked through and because I was the first person to walk through, they all thought I won. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. Like I was like, no, 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 I didn't. And they're like celebrating and like thinking I'm an absolute legend. And I'm like, no, 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 like I've won. <laughs> Should have just gone with it. Can you imagine? Yeah, well, I mean, they're like, what'd you run? Like what time did you run? I'm like, I actually don't know. Like, um, like, and someone got their phone up and they were looking through the live results and, and she thankfully didn't say, oh, no, he actually didn't win. And then the crowd went quiet. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty funny to to be able to walk through there and everyone thinking you had won the race, and I definitely did not. Um, and even when we got back to the, like, hotel and had had um, brekkie and that sort of thing, like having a shower after that and, you know, sat down in the shower because you're absolutely rooted. You've just run a marathon. Um, and you get a little bit of emotion, like you get a bit emotional because mm. there's so much that's attached to, to the race and you think about the build-up and the sacrifices and that sort of stuff. Again, it all sounds really, really cliche, but also what the people around you have sacrificed and what they've given into you for you to be able to achieve that result. Um, so for me, um, the Gold Coast Marathon would be the best race that I've had so far. Um, I don't really care about like the 5k and 10k and like even the half, like it doesn't really worry me too much. Like I want to run marathons and I want to run marathons really, really well. Um, and to tick that one off the list, um, like, you know, in my first proper marathon training block and to be able to go out and, and execute it the way I did, um, being relatively new to the sport. Um, that's something I'm really, really proud of and something that I'd like owe a lot to like, um, my partner Bronte, coaches, training partners, et cetera, who, who really, really helped me along the way. Yeah, absolutely. When I was there for the half, um, I think I've talked about it quite a few times on the podcast, but it had a Gold Coast had a really special sort of uh, vibe to it that I hadn't experienced. I don't know. It was just incredible. So yeah. Yeah. I think, I think part of that is the fact that um, you don't have to spend too much time running through surface paradise because the more you can avoid that place, the better, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're, you're a hundred percent right. Smitty. Like um, I think, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit bland and it's a little bit boring. The, the course, I mean, you get to run along the beach for a long period of time and that's really, really nice. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a vibe and I haven't heard anyone walk away from Gold Coast Marathon going on about it being a, a bad experience. They put on a really, really good event up there and um, for, and you guys are probably in a similar boat, but for us being a bit, little bit further down south, having that warm winter holiday in the middle of the year is um is pretty awesome too yeah absolutely um well thanks patty thanks yeah, for coming thank on. it's been it's How been about- it's been awesome sorry about the technical uh difficulties uh yeah that's all right mate like just just be better if you can <laughs> i probably dragged this out a little bit too long sorry you've no, got some editing to do i reckon no not at all that. the only thing that will be <laughs> <You can't> just... <laughs> <laughs> mate, I, don't, I don't know 
<laughs> yeah, that might um normally we just drag and drop <laughs> and that's it. We're good. So no, probably yeah, everyone's gonna hear everything. So all good. Um <laughs> no, thank you. Really appreciate it, Patty. It's been awesome. Nah, thanks so much, guys. Um yeah, first podcast. Hopefully didn't chew the fat too much. Um, but yeah, super stoked to have a yarn to you boys and can't wait to get down to some races with you fellas in the future. Yeah, yeah we'll have to catch up in Berlin for sure. <laughs>